may know, y'all know what that what that little diddly tune is, and that is the soundtrack to the soundtrack, the opening credits to Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures um, of Sabrina on Netflix. Season two came out on Friday. Uh, so, well, season one, part two, more like season two. Um, and I just wanted to recap. This is a recap of the episodes one through four, which are un. Believable. I don't know if you guys have seen the first 10 episodes of the show. It is so well done. It is so fantastic, so smart, so clever. I am just relishing in how brilliant um, this series is and how different it is from the original series with uh, The Incredible and The Incomparable, most of John Hart. Um, but this is a little different, and if you haven't seen season one, um, excuse me, I just spelled. Definitely check it out, and this is, you know, spoiler. I'm obviously going to talk about the tales of uh, the episodes. But again, I'm only recapping episodes one through four first because the very long episodes are very detailed and a lot more is happening this season um, than took place in season one, which I think is just fantastic because um, it allows the viewers... I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, uh, season one, there's 10 episodes, plus there's the um, special Winters episode that came out around Christmas time, a mid, uh, Midwinter's Tale, which was so well done. Um, but season two, part two, um, if, if, if I may... It's just an in more in-depth look at the characters. Characters are really developing in a fantastic way. Um, and I'm just going to get right into it. Okay, so episode one is called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, part two, episode one, chapter 12. The epiphany. That's a little confusing. Part two, episode one, chapter 12. 2112. 2112! Um, and we start with the credits, of course, and the episode opens, and Sabrina, played by the incredibly talented Kieran Shipka, who you may know from um, Mad Men as the daughter, is walking through the forest in a pale, she's looking very pale, very white. Her hair, remember, she got that fabulous glow up after um, season 10, the finale of the first part episode. I don't even know what to call it. Um, she got that really cute glow up after she burned all those witches down, which is like really nice. And Mary Wardwell sitting behind her. Mary Wardwell, by the way, is unfucking believable this season. She is all I, all I, all I like, think and all I want to say when I see her on the screen, which is like not enough time for that actress Michelle Rodriguez or whatever her name is. All I want to be is like, yes, queen, yes. She's just so fabulous. She's on fire, and her one-liners are amazing. Okay, anyways, back to um, the beginning of the episode. Sabrina's walking through um, a sort of eerie forest. It's like a dreamlike scenario, and she sees her aunties, um, Zelda and Hilda, um, assisting in birthing, who we don't know, but then moments later we, we assume it's her mother, um, and her, a man, which is presumed to be her father, is then walking away with the baby that uh, the two aunties help birth. And then the devil sitting behind Sabrina, because remember, Sabrina signed the book of the devil, the book of the, the book of the, oh, what is it called? The book of the something, the book of the evil, the book of the dark, the book of the midnight, the book of the evil. She's basically evil. Well, she's not really evil, but the devil, the devil, you know, wants her to be his little puppet. Uh, by the way, I love that they made the devil a, like a goat, um, because I always liked goats, but their horns hurt and I've been like knocked on my butt by a goat. Anyway, so Sabrina sees this happening and she's like, dad, 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 or she's sort of confused and she wakes up. And the episode sort of pays homage to... Oh, by the way, when we wake up, it, it's assumed to be that that is a dream, that is foreshadowing something that's going to happen later on in the season or the episode. Um, again, if you haven't watched this, major spoilers. Again, I'm recapping one through four. Um, so she wakes up, and she's like a bit confused, a bit frazzled, a bit dazzled about what's going on, but she looks really good with her glow up, and um, her sweet little baby kitty is there with her, her familiar... Um, oh my gosh, I am literally blanking on his name. Is it, oh my gosh, what, <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy. I literally cannot believe I forget this. Sabrina's familiar. Um, it's a black cat. Oh my God, it was in the original series too. Oh my gosh, what is his name? 
Jinx? No. Oh, Salem. Oh my gosh, Salem. You know, I'm so sorry that I forgot that. I literally am on far. It's cool because I'm from Massachusetts and Salem is like literally from Mass in Massachusetts Halloween. I spent every Halloween there. Okay, anyways, that's So, Sabrina wakes up. Salem is there sitting beside her and she is getting ready for school. And so she doesn't know what to wear. So she's literally looking in the mirror and she literally starts spinning around like a hurricane. You spin me right round, baby, right round. I should have played that song as she was changing. She's literally spinning around and changing outfits and she picks out this like really chic outfit, which is like a sort of black trail, like black headband, um, a, a, a sort of pleated skirt with black tights. She looks fabulous. She walks downstairs, sees her aunties and Ambrose. Remember Ambrose is her cousin. It's really, really cute. Chase Padermo. Um... And they're like, Sabina, you're starting school today. And then one of the aunts is like, well, what about, what about Baxter High? Baxter High is a mortal school where all her mortal friends go. But she's no longer at that school. She's at the, you know, the high priest school. I forget what that, I forget what that school's called. And then she goes. Um, and Sabrina's like, no, aunties, you know, the new principal of the school is already giving permission to sort of have an indefinite leave of absence. And the new principal, who do you think the new principal is? The new principal is the one and the only Mary Wardwell. And I'm going to play you a little clip of what Mary Wardwell says when Sabrina is like, I don't have to go to school. So take a listen. This is Mary Wardwell, and this is her fabulous entrance into season two. Here we go. Mr. Marlin, is that gum in your mouth? Yes, Queen! Yes, so. It states clearly in Baxter High's rules and regulations that there shall be no gum chewing. So, so I know she's wearing a green kind of sequiny pantsuit that's really chic. Her hair is like... Definitely been blown out. She definitely got a blow up before work today. And she's still pale and gorgeous, and her lips and her teeth are just crazy beautiful red. Swallow that wad in your mouth. Ooh. Billy. Billy. She's talking to handsome boy named Billy. Billy was in season one. Sorry about that, Miss Wardwell. Oh, it's Principal Wardwell. Now, carry on. And he turns around as she like walks away like a boss and she's like literally making evil eyes because Mary Well, Mary Wardwell, who is um Lady Satan, Madam Satan, aka Lilith, duh, you gotta read the Bible to get all those details, is like literally owning it. Okay, so then Sabrina um is back at school and she is walking with that really cute boy. You know, the, the wizard boy who, at the end of, remember at the end of season one, part one, forgive me, um, episode 10 of the end with her and the weird sisters are all walking to that fabulous song and it's that slow walk and then like the camera pans on her, the camera pans on the boy, the camera pans on her, pans on the boy, and then it ends on her winking. Literally, that was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I literally had to jump out the window when I saw that. And then I had to run back to my apartment to make sure I was okay, put on manage and literally continue to watch the episode. Okay, so anyways, so we're continuing. So now, um, they're a bit of an assembly at the wizard school and the, the father, father, whatever his name is. I literally can't even get into specifics of the name because um, I literally forget. No, what's his name? I'm going to give you the names. Um, by the way, so you all, so all episodes are out on Netflix right now, and uh, it is so good. Um, I haven't even finished the season yet. I've only done the first four episodes. Okay, so they're at an assembly, and Father, whatever his name is, Father Unanimous, Father Really Handsome, I'll tell you, though, it's sort of like we need to find Head Boy. Head boy, I'm head boy. Can move, I'm head boy, which is like definitely an ode to Harry Potter. And naturally, the volunteer head boy sort of assumes the responsibility of like reporting to the dean of their school, um, and sort of like you know just being a second set of eyes, as they say. Um, so obviously, naturally, the the presumed candidate is that boy that Sabrina likes. What is his name? You know, I'm gonna tell you what his name is. Hold on, Chilling. I'm sitting by my computer. Google man is my best friend. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's that really cute brunette boy. Ross Lynch, who is I'm a Disney fanatic, is the other boyfriend, the mortal boy, but this isn't the mortal boy. Oh, his name is Gavin. 
Gavin Leatherwood. Ooh, Gavin. He plays, oh my gosh. Okay, first of all, Rosslyn's plays Harvey Kinkle, Kieran Shipping and Sabrina. Um, Susie Putnam, who is her BFF, is an uh, actress, young actress, very talented actress, who I cannot wait to go in depth with about this girl because there's a whole, uh, her character arc, um, Susie's, is amazing this season because it covers the transgender community, which is fabulous. Chance for Ambrose Spellman, Lucy Davis, Hilda Spellman, Michelle Gomez, not Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez was an avatar and she's a badass actress, but also Michelle Gomez, who is so fabulous, is Madam Satan, Miranda Otto from, from Lord of the Rings. Are you kidding me? I am no man, is Zelda. Tati Gabrielle. Prudence, one of the weird sisters who I actually just met. Jas Sinclair um, is Rosalind, her other BFF. Abigail Cohen is a weird sister who I also met. Oh, I didn't meet her. I met Adeline Rudolph, who was also a weird sister. There's three weird sisters. Okay, so Gavin Leatherwood, who plays... Let me get his name for you because I cannot believe... I'm so sorry, you guys, I'm blanking on his name. I'm just, like, literally so excited. Um, oh, Nicholas Scratch. Nicholas Scratch. So Nicholas is assumed to be the candidate for this new world, but then Sabrina's, like, all about this... Oh, this show also is really... This season... And also, like, last season, too. But the season really seems to be, like, covering the theme of women empowerment. Because if you remember back on the pilot last year in a, around Halloween time when season one came out, season one, part one, you know what I mean, um, when Sabrina's in the office of Mary Wardwell, Miss Wardwell, and she, uh, um, oh my gosh, Lilith, a.k.a. Madam Satan, has assumed the body of Mary Wardwell, Sabrina's former favorite teacher at Baxter High. Um, she's like... When will men learn women should be in charge of everything? I love that part so much. I even play at the end of the episode. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm literally so excited right now. I keep going off on all these tangents. Okay, so Sabrina nominates herself for head boy. And everyone's like, oh my gosh. And then the principal's like, um, I don't think so. Oh, by the way, the principal's name is... Let me get his name too. The, the high... His name... Well, the actor's name is um, Richard Coyle. He plays Father... Father Festus Blackwood. Father Festus. It's spelled like Faustus, but I think it's Faustus. Father Faustus. He's really handsome in real life. Oh, I love me a daddy. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, not really. Okay, anyway, so blah, blah, blah. Sabrina's nominated. And then um, what happens later on in the episode is Sabrina's home with her auntie studying. And then um, Ambrose and his boyfriend. Because remember, Ambrose is pansexual. He likes boys. He likes girls. No judgment there. I love that. Um... They're like, we're going to a gentleman's club. And Sabrina's like, why wasn't I invited? I'm a candidate, too. I'm a nominated for this role, too, to assume this role, too. And they're like, well, Sabrina, it's a boys' club. And Sabrina's, like, really annoyed. And she throws in a funny joke. She's like, aunties, um, was Ambrose just throwing shade? And then Lucy Davis, who plays um, Hilda, was like, what? Because she's really funny. She's a bit out of it. Out of it in the sense that, like, she's a bit old school. And, you know, she's not up to date. And then Zelda is like, of course she was throwing shade. Because she's very funny. You know, I love those one-liners. They're very funny. Good writers of the show. Um, continuing episode one, Sabrina then goes to the school while all the boys are studying, and this fabulous little uh, belly dancer comes out, and a song that is played to that song, um, is so fabulous, it's, um, Beyonce's, Beyonce's number, which is, um, this right here. Known for stealing men's hearts. She steals men's women's hearts. They're all in the gentlemen's club, Sabrina. Um, here, listen. Salome! Salome. Learn to love you, baby. Oh. Now they're all in a room of warlocks, which I would love to be in a room full of warlocks. I'd be like, oh, which one easy pickings? They're also handsome too. So while this montage is going on, Sabrina's in the library studying for her exam or the first test because there's three tests. It's almost like the Goblet of Fire. There's like all these different tasks that they have to go through. Um, Harry, Floor, um, oh, what's his name? The other two really hot, Rob Pattinson and then the guy from... Um, Dun, 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 the, the really good, um, oh my gosh, Quidditch player. It's him. It's him. Oh my gosh, what's his name? I am so sorry. Okay, anyways, anyways, I, that doesn't even matter. Um, so then Sabrina's in the library, but then Sabrina gets attacked by 
uh, sort of scary hooded creature, which we saw in the dream in the beginning of the episode, um, when these three sort of dark lords are sitting behind her, and um, those dark lords are called, and I will tell you right now. Not against you. Hold on, Nicholas is talking to Sabrina. Put you in danger. Here we go. Tell you this: these aren't lesser demons. Uh, they're demons. Hold on. I'm gonna tell you what they're called. I'm just watching. I'm recapping the episode. Um, Sabrina's with Gavin. Sabrina's with Nicholas, and there's like a budding romance going on. And he's gonna tell her what attacked her in the library because she gets attacked, and the thing lets out all these rat mice that are trying to infect her, make her sick. But we don't know who is studying. There are three plague kings. Three plague kings. Okay, so she's first. The rats are the first plague because the king's like freaking out at her. And then Sabrina, she jumps on the table and she like reaches out her right arm and pulls over a book. And almost like a Matilda and the Matilda when Matilda is living with Miss Honey and, like, she gets adopted by her and she, like, waves her hand and Moby Dick comes over. Love that movie. I love Mara Wilson. I love Matilda. It's sort of like a pinnacle of my youth. Miss Trunchable. I always love Miss Trunchable. By the way, did you guys know Miss Trunchable was in Harry Potter? Um, and the Order... No, Harry Potter and... It was the third one. Uh, Sorcerer Stone... Goblet... Uh, Sorcerer Stone, Chamber of Secrets, something... Um... Oh my gosh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. She was in the Prisoner of Azkaban, Miss Trunchable. She was um, his sister, Dudley's sister. Anyways, again, I divert. So what was the thing? Oh yeah, so, so, so Nicholas explains to Sabrina what attacked her. And then, so the first challenge is some... So Sabrina has to go through the first challenge. I'm literally probably convincing you guys. Just watch episode one on Netflix. It's fabulous. So long story short, Sabrina passes the first test, but she doesn't pass the second test, which is sort of like a, a potion test where she, you know, she had, her and Gavin, I'm sorry, her and Nicholas have to put all these products in a potion and if the potion doesn't like brew or something, it's perfectly right. Which again, is just like Harry Potter with um, Slughorn when Slugworth or Slughorn? Slugworth. I don't know. Slughorn. Slugworth is from um, Willy Wonka and the Charlie Factory. Oh my gosh. All these movies are literally like pinnacles of my yield. <laughs> Um, okay, so she doesn't pass second test, um, and the weird sisters were helping her cheat, so she got through the first test. Also, a budding romance is Rosalind and Jas Sinclair, so Rosalind and Harvey Kinkle are having a romance. Oh, well, the preliminary steps of, we don't know much yet in episode one, that, that sort of develops and unravels in episode two. Um, so again, episode one is called The Epiphany, and the episode ends with the fabulous Mary Wardwell in her, um, spooky, spooky house sort of looking at herself and we sort of see that she's been orchestrating some things along. Take a listen. Spoiler! Here we go. She's putting lipstick on in her mirror looking fierce! Yes, queen. Now she's fixing her hair. Evil eyes. She, she's like... Dominus <gasps> what is she conjuring? Oh, the door's opening. She's placing the voodoo doll back on the table. She's summoning someone. She's summoning Satan. Lord. The Dark Lord. Forgive my impudence. Impudence? Summoning you, but I thought it was time. We caught up in a few things. Starting with Sabrina Spellman. I've begun to suspect that she's much more important to your plans than you'd led me to believe. Boom, baby, this episode one. Okay, episode two is called, um, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm gonna, episode one, okay, the epiphany, episode two is called The Passion of Sabrina Spellman. This is a really, really good episode, um, it covers a lot of things, chief among them, that Susie Putnam, her good friend, is sort of 
discovering that she is not comfortable in her own skin. She's a girl. She's born a girl, but it's um, sort of the preliminary steps of her becoming a man, and she wants to be addressed as Theo, which I really love that name. Um, she also wants to try for the basketball team, which is great, but obviously Rosalind is like, Susie, that's a, that's a guy's thing, because originally Rosalind, who plays um, Harvey Kinkle, is like, I want to go for the basketball team, and they're all like, what? And they're like, how are you going to have time with that? Oh, well, he doesn't really want to go for the team because he wants to spend more time with his dad, because remember, Sabrina's like sort of helped put a spell on him to sort of connect the two of them, because he, his dad's a bit of an alcoholic, because a bit of a, you know, and um, Miranda Otto also at one point stops Harvey's dad from hitting him by using some magic spell. Anyways, I never. Um, so the episode is called Passion of the Sabrina Spellman. Um, a lot happens. Susie is sort of being tortured and tormented by Billy, who's this really handsome guy in the episode. Um, also, the episode starts out with um, Mary Wardwell's continuing to talk with the Dark Lord about, you know, Sabrina, and he's like, you do not tell me what to do. I summon myself here. You do not summon me. You do not waste my time. Basically, he's like, Sabrina is what I want. So then, the next capture is, um, the Dark, Sabrina's sleeping and the Dark Lord's literally over her bed, which is kind of freaking kind of inappropriate, but hey, it's, it's TV. Um, and he's like, steal a pack of gum. And she's like, what? So basically, he's, what he's doing, what you find out at the end of the episode, is basically, he just wants to assign um, Sabrina a task. He doesn't necessarily want her to do it, but he just wants to see if she'll do it to, like, whether or not she's in tune with her moral compass and if she'll, like, succumb to the pressures of the Dark Lord, which basically I would... Also, you know what I love about the show? Instead of, like, referencing something like, oh, what the hell? They're like, oh, what the heaven? It's so funny. It's, like, all reversals because they're, like, witches and warlocks, so obviously they're not gonna be like, oh, God. They're like, oh, Satan, or praise Satan. Um, much like praise Allah. Okay, so, um, what else is going on? Uh, let me see, let me see. Roz is sort of, oh, so Rosalind, Sabrina's friend, um, her mortal friend at Baxter High, has visions, and so she's seeing a lot more things. She's seeing a big kiss between her and Harvey, which is crazy. There's a school play going on that um, Father Blackstus, fa- Father Fla- Fastus, Flastus, Father Sexy is really what he should be called. Um, he, like, wrote a play, and um, Miranda Otto is basically directing it. Um, and Abigail Cohen, who's one of the weird sisters, is, like, starring in it, but Sabrina's an understudy, which is really weird, but Sabrina's basically the understudy for the character of Lilith, who's played by who's basically Mary Wardwell, well, Madam Satan, but it's basically really confusing because Sabrina's the understudy. But basically, uh, Nicholas is obviously the Dark Lord, and Nicholas and Sabrina obviously have more chemistry. And Mary Wardwell, like, watches the play at the end of the episode and gets really emotional because it's basically her life story. And she's just like, I love it. By the way, Kieran and Shipka in this episode has a brown wig on because for that scene where she is in the play because she obviously, something happens where the Dark Lord is like, uh-uh, I want Sabrina to play this part. And Sabrina ends up being in the play because naturally that's what happens on TV. And Sabrina's really good. It's really confusing. What else happens this episode? Oh, um, Susie's trying out for the basketball team and Sabrina gets wind of this. Um, and basically we see her on the balcony of the gym. I've never been to a gym that has a balcony, but hey, this, this kid's school is a little more fabulous than mine. So anyway, Sabrina conjures some spells. Mary Wardwell sees her doing this and is like, goes to meet up with her at the end. And it's a really cool scene because Susie's playing basketball. Sabrina's up there whispering the spells. Mary Wardwell's on the ground giving this fabulous side eye. And then, yeah. So that's pretty much episode two. The play happens. Um, it ends up being really good. Sabrina and Nicholas have sparks. Oh, my goodness, what's going on? They end up in the bar. Oh, and at the end of the episode, Sabrina steals a pack of gum. Well, we don't necessarily know that, but we see her walk into the store, which is Dr. Cerberus's, um, and she picks up the, the pack of gum, and much like the episode 10, part one finale, where she makes that winky face, she just makes a face at the camera, and that's like basically we know she steals the gum, which means her moral compass is being changed, which means a turn that the Dark Lord has indeed got into her head. Episode three of part two, my favorite so far. It's called... Lupercalia, which is basically 
the, 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 the Witch and Wizards version of Valentine's Day. And, um, oh, sorry. I'm sort of, like, panning through all of it. I'm going to play you a little bit of the intro just so you can hear the music. It's so good. Okay, ready? Here we go. Uh, a lot of directors are female, too. I love the song. They're all dancing. It's very sexual. Sabrina's dancing with her man. Ugh, all these hot, ripped guys. The weird sisters are dancing in this fabulous, like, mesh top. Sabrina Nicholas! So basically, Lupercalia is what I'm about to tell you what it is. And, um, I mean, I, I... I literally, I can't even, like, I, here we go. Hold on. Hold on, Father Blastus. Father Blastus. Father Blastus. I love this, but you guys really should watch it. Here we go. Some kissing. Hold on, it's leading right into what's going on. Aunties, what exactly is Lupercalia? Lupercalia. Oh, it's a lusty pastoral festival started by the Roman witches under the reign of Caligula. Oh, love Caligula. After the Lupercal, the cave where the twin founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus, were suckled by the sheep. I gotta meet them. It was instituted. Miranda Otto, by the way, Zelda. The city and increase. Hill is on the other chair, looking funny, making funny eyes. It's less about fertility, and it's more about. This sounds funny. Sex. Yes, Hilda. S E X. I know. Sex. I can spell it. I love the rapport between the two aunties. I would love them to have as aunties. I feel like Zelda's more modern and Hilda's the one who's like, when you're really upset about a boy or something, she's probably a, a bit more in keen with that, but Zelda's like, Zelda's basically like um, an old version of Regina George's mom. I don't mean old as an age, I mean old as like, because this show obviously takes place in a different center at a different time. So she's like Regina George's mom. <gasps> I'm going to make you guys a hump day. Why do you want a little bit, honey? Because you'd rather be inside the house. I love it. I love Miranda Otto. She was a great choice by casting for that. So anyways, this episode basically focuses on sort of... Each um, witch has to sort of match with a mortal in the school, and they sort of go on, like, a quest or a hunt or something, and they mate. And it's really interesting. Um, there's this, like, glorious scene where... Um Obviously, Sabrina wants to match with Nicholas. There's this, like, glorious scene where there's this, like, dance with all these ribbons, and they're all... It's basically, like, musical chairs, witch form, and they're all, like, dancing around, and it's, like, really beautifully shot. Um... And Nicholas um, projects into Sabrina's room and is like, Sabrina, I want you to be my partner. And she's like, Nicholas, you have to knock because what if I'm doing something embarrassing? So it's like all these very sexual jokes I really, really appreciate about Netflix. Netflix is really becoming really sassy with their, um, their jokes and their dialogue. And the writing is just so good, a.k.a. Fuller House, which season one and two was really good, but a lot of people think it was really good. Anyways, I, I, I'm sorry to divide again. <gasps> okay, um, so then Nicholas is in Sabrina's room and then we're at the school. Oh, the, it goes, it's Valentine's Day in the mortal world. Lupercalia in the witch world. Valentine's Day in the mortal world. I much rather celebrate Lupercalia because I want to, like, go on a quest where I can, like, mate with someone to find my lover. Ooh, and they're all the guys are, like, shirtless and ripped and they wear these, like, fake fur sort of, like, hoodie things that wrap around their arms. But it's, like, one of those Halloween costumes and all the girls wear these fabulous little red riding hood, like, very flowy gowns and hooded and they're all, like, running the forest at night. It is literally the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Literally, it's probably my favorite episode of any show ever. With the exception of Friends, um, the one where everyone's getting ready, which is, like, literally the best episode of Friends ever, which you guys should check out. I think it's season four or five. I um, mean, it's really, really funny because, um, Lisa Kudrow gets a hummus stain because Joey flings hummus on her, her like, yellow dress and she basically doesn't know want to change and Ross is like, hurry, hurry, hurry. And Ross is all, like, angry because he's, like, making a speech or whatever. Um, and then basically, like, Lisa Kudrow walks out with a Christmas tree 
and the um, Ross and Chandler are like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And she's like, "I, I was like, fine, I'll be political." And they're like, "What do you, what do you mean?" She's like. Oh. I'm celebrating Christmas. Duh. It's so funny. Lisa Kudrow is an icon. Anyway, Lisa Kudrow should have been on this, or she should be on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because she's so funny. She'd probably be like a really good second aunt, a third aunt, or a fourth aunt. She'd be really, really great. Plus, she's blonde and she's really funny and really talented. And naturally talented people should all be in one show together, aka Sabrina, where everyone on the show is so freaking talented. <sighs> I keep going off on tangents. I'm really, really sorry. I'm just in a really good mood because I really am happy about this show coming back. Okay. Anyways, to continue the episode. So they're all like doing Father Blackstus and Zelda are watching over. Um, and Sabrina is, like, eyeing Nicholas at this ribbon, whatever it's called here. I'm going to play a little bit of the music that's, like, Sabrina, like a mermaid. See how sexy it is? Can't you just imagine it? Remember this? You know how good it was? Ambrose is playing the violin. Who knew we could play the violin? He's a musician. Oh, yes. Look at the weird sisters fling their hair around. Oh, Sabrina, extend that arm, honey. Oh, yes, queen. Yes. Ooh, the red-headed sister is making evil eyes at Sabrina, and Nicholas is, like, giving them really cute looks. So Nicholas sneezes, um, and the music stops, and she basically, Sabrina goes to sit on his lap, but then one of the weird sisters, Dorcas or Agatha, pushes Sabrina down and is like, um, no, Sabrina. So then Sabrina has to walk around the circle, but then what really happens? Again, spoiler, Sabrina ends up sitting on Nicholas's lap, but then the guy Dorcas, or whatever the Agatha, whatever the sister is, who, um, was trying to steal Sabrina's man, they, the guy, these two guys, Nicholas and this other guy, like, cast a spell, so there was, like, two Nicholases, but then the guy reveals himself, and it's not Nicholas, it's Sabrina and Nicholas. Because obviously Sabrina and Nicholas belong together. It's basically like the Ross and Rachel of the Sabrina Witch World. Now, moving back to um, Susie Putnam, there's a really, really, really beautiful scene in this episode around the, um, let's see, around the 15 minute mark exactly, where Susie's talking with her dad and her dad is like talking to um, her, his daughter. Him is the correct term. And Susie's like, I'm a he now. You know, I'd like to be called Theo. And the dad is like, but you're my only girl. And she's like, but I just, I feel like a man, a boy. I'm a boy, dad. I am a boy. She doesn't even say, I feel like she says, I am a boy. And you know what? She is a boy. He is a boy. Um, so then basically, obviously the dad is a little bit taken aback by that. And he's, the, he isn't in the dad. Um, Mr. Putnam, of course, who looks like a very hardworking blue collar man. And I have a lot of respect for him. Um, it's basically just like, well, it, your dance is coming up. Your problem. I don't know if it's a problem or dance or what, what not. I think it's a Valentine's Day dance. Um, and basically he's like, let's get you a dress. And she's like, I'd actually be more comfortable in a suit. It's, it's actually a really, really good acting. It's really good acting from the actress who plays Susie. He's like, okay. So then the quest starts um, with the witches and the more. Oh, I'm like, ooh, the witches, not the witches and the mortals, the witches and the warlocks um, to like do this little hunt in the woods, but then they hear a wolf. Wouldn't the wolf actually in turn turn the wolf in turn proves to be nicholas's familiar um who actually was basically like a caregiver because nicholas's parents i guess passed away when he was a young man um and of course Zelda and father blasts are having their own little fair let's see what else is going on uh hilda likes this guy oh my gosh one of the most important moments of this episode is that mary blackwell has a fiance not madam satan not lilith but mary wardwell she's sitting in her office um and then someone guy walks in and gives her flowers and basically goes to kiss her on the lips and she's not having it and she's like who is this and and then the assistant's just like, um, your fiance. And she's just like, what? She's not having it. Um, what else happens in the episode? Um, so Mary Wardwell then is like into it sort of, and she's sort of running the dance and her fiance's there. There's a really good moment where Billy apologizes to Susie, who now has a new haircut. I'm sorry, not Susie Theo. Um, Susie slash Theo. Formerly Susie, now Theo. Um, and uh, early in the episode, I forgot to mention this, um, he was really bullying Susie. 
So Sabrina gave him, Susie slash Theo, a rope that was um, enchanted. And she said, just tie it in a knot when you want him to trip. So what happened was um, Billy was walking down the stairs. And Susie was really fed up. And she wasn't having it because he was bullying her in the dressing room. Him. I'm sorry, bullying him in the dressing room. Um, not the dressing room. Ugh, the locker room. I See how gay I am? I don't even know what, like, a bat. I'm so used to doing theater where they're called dressing rooms. But in real life, they're called um, locker rooms. Um, so she pulls the string, the rope really, really tight into a knot, and he breaks his leg and is, like, literally bleeding out of his leg on the floor. It's kind of gross. And then Jenner's, like, mopping it all up. I'm like, ew. <laughs> but anyway, so he basically learns his lesson. He's like, I'm really, really sorry for what happened. And it's actually a really tender moment. Hilda, if you remember in the end of part one, season 10, part one, episode 10, um, season one, episode 10, um, she goes on a date. Uh, Hilda was on a date, and the guy is literally walking away from the house, and his eyes lit up, and you think he, you, it, like, sort of indicates that he's a demon. So then she works, he owns Dr. Cerberus's bookshop. Owns it, runs it, I don't know what the sort of exact details are, I don't know what the deals of his contract are, but he does a really good job, because it's a great story, and all the kids really seem to be enjoying themselves when they go there and have a nice drink after a movie. Not a drink like alcohol, a drink like, you know, a soda pop or something really cool. It's like one of those, um, really 70s, 80s stores that's, like, still around in the time. Although I don't think we exactly know what time frame this show takes place in, because it didn't make any cultural sort of current day references like to the Kardashians or me or um, Oprah Winfrey or Ellen or you know the president current president of the United States it's all very much like you don't know what time is they kind of like that it doesn't sort of attach you or sort of make you think that it has to be one way or the other so what was I saying oh yeah so Hilda goes to like seduce this guy because she's like telling Zelda about what like she wants um and Zelda's like just go for it but then what happens is he gets so excited the guy I forget what his name is and he basically turns into a wolf but he's not a bad wolf he's just like he has a demon inside of him because he was cursed for something um so it's a really fun it's like a really really funny scene and um Hilda looks really really good Lucy Davis who plays the actress plays Hilda her hair is really long and blonde and like all blown out and curly it looks really fabulous um so after the dance, well, during the dance also, Sabrina is dancing with, Sabrina goes to the, Sabrina actually ends up going to the Baxter High dance with Nicholas and um, Harvey is with Roz and they're dancing and they're both looking at each other and it's a really interesting scene. It's, you know, a very tender moment. You can see Sabrina, you can see Sabrina still has a lot of emotion, a lot of feelings still towards her man or her ex. Um, then later on in the episode, Nicholas has to go kill his familiar because his familiar basically wants to attack Sabrina because the familiar is really attached to Nicholas and very protective of him. So he has to end it, but he doesn't really do it. But then Sabrina finds out at the end that he was lying. He killed a, he, he killed another wolf and took the heart because, um, his familiar is a wolf. Oh goodness. Um, so then Sabrina ends up also the episode sort of centers around virginity and how uh, it's a really good lesson. It's about like how you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't succumb to the pressure of it and you should only do it when you know it's right and you will know it's right. Um, and it's a really, you know, it's an important thing. It's a really good lesson. And that brings me to the end of the episode. Episode four is called Dr. Cerberus's House of Horror. This is what they call a standalone episode. Um, if you guys watched last season of, um, not last season, season two, well, yes, last season, season two of, um, um, Stranger Things, there was a standalone episode um, with Eleven and um, sort of like her gang of friends. And it didn't, all the other actors, Winona Ryder, you know, all the other actors weren't in the episode. It was like literally centered around Eleven's story. And this was a standalone episode. It was um, basically, it took, the entire episode took place, which is why it was a lot like Friends, um, 
the one where everyone gets ready because it takes place, it centers around one place only, which is Dr. Cerberus' shop. And a tarot card reader comes in because there's a really bad rainstorm out. And Hilda and the owner of the shop, who Hilda's having a little thing with, who was like the demon member I talked about that last episode, um, a tarot card reader comes in and is like, can you like shelter me from the rain and cold? And she's like this fabulous looking lady, really expressive eyes. Um, and she basically reads the tarot cards of Sabrina, Harvey, all the principals, with the exception of Hilda. Um, and sort of shows them what their futures would look like given their choices and how they have the power to control, you know, sort of what goes on. Um, and it's a really, it's a really good episode. I think it's actually one of the best episodes of the series. Um, basically the description of the episode is Sabrina, Theo, and Roz attempt to navigate the lines between fact, fiction, and fate when a mysterious stranger, aka the tarot card reader, sets up shop in Cerberus's books. Um, and then we found out at the end of the episode what it was, is it was, again, spoiler, spoiler, if you don't want to hear who the... If you don't want to hear who the uh, mysterious figure was, the tarot card reader, I'm going to pause for a second. It was Madam Satan, a.k.a. Lilith, a.k.a. Mary Wardwell. Of course it was. And um, she comes in at the end of the episode. She comes back to her house at the end of the episode with her bird because um, the Dark Lord brought the bird back, which is really nice because if you remember... Um, Mary Wardwell, a.k.a. Lilith, a.k.a. Um, Madam Satan, cracked the neck of her bird because he was, like, basically giving her lip about eating the former principal of the school, which is how she usurped the position. Um, and she's basically talking to a bird, like, yes, Feastus, who's basically familiar. I don't know if it's Feastus or Fastus, whatever the bird's name is. I like the bird, though. It's, a, it's basically a crow. Um, not everyone really, Wendy Williams ate crow because when um, Kim and Kanye were, like, married for more than 72 days, and Wendy was like, I bet they're not going to last more than 72 days. And look what happened. It lasted more than 72 days. They're, like, a really happy couple. They have four kids. They have a fourth kid coming. I like keeping it up. on E, sponsored by E. Um, so, basically, what was that? That was episode three. Oh, yeah, so it was episode four. I haven't gotten episode five through nine. There's five more episodes. Le- no, there's one, two, three, four, five episodes left. Um, and I wanted to just cover one through four now. Um, without giving too much detail, because I want you guys to enjoy it. I just want to know what you guys think about it, because I think that season three, season two, ugh, it's very confusing, because part one, part two, so aka season one, season two, is so well done, it's sort of like an extension. I think what the sort of new sort of trend in television is, is instead of doing season by season, they do season one, part one, season one, part two. Like, Pretty Little Liars ended up doing that, and I think basically it's for, like, cost efficiencies for the studios, aka Netflix. Although Netflix just raised their price to twelve ninety nine, They got an email about it, and they were, like, listing all the reasons why they were re- um, raising the price. I was like, bitch, I remember when my Netflix was, like, $7. And now I'm paying twelve ninety nine so you can, like, find all my favorite shows. Because I watch basically all my shows on Netflix, which is fine. And, like, I understand that these shows are, like, really big budget, and all the movie stars are going to Netflix now. And, I mean, I would, too. But, like, anyway, so, again, episode one, um, the epiphany in episode two, Pastor Sabrina Spellman, episode three, um... Lupercalia, which is literally my favorite episode. Um, and then episode four, Dr. Cerberus' House of Horror, which is a standalone episode. They're all really strong. They're all really well done. All really well acted. Kiernan is doing a great job carrying the show with Sabrina. She's so fabulous. By the way, if you follow her on Instagram. By the way, these kids on these um, Archie comic shows, like Riverdale and whatnot, are literally killing it with followers. They have a cult following. It's like they're gold on Instagram, which is fine. And um, Lucy Hale booked the new Archie Comics comic, um, The Mysteries of Katie Keene, or I think it's just called Katie Keene, which is amazing because Lucy Hale is like 20. She's like my age. She's like 29 years old, yet she looks like she's 16, and she is um, the lead of the show, which is great. I think she needed to be a lead. She's a leading actress. Remember, she from Pretty Little Liars, and she went to that CW show, Life Sentence, which only lasted one season, but it was really well done, and now she's on a CW... Um, 
Archie Comics show, Katie Keene. She's obviously going to be the lead. And also, I mean, obviously going to be a really good show. It's going to get picked up. And also, in that show is Josie from Josie and the Pussycats from Riverdale. Um, I have actually, I sort of lost touch of Riverdale after season one because season ones for me are like the best. And then sophomore season also, I sort of, I also, I always seem to find, sort of get lost in their sort of trajectory of where the series is going with the exception of Gossip Girl, which um, had six seasons and season two is my favorite. Um, but I'm going to do a podcast on Gossip Girl some other time. But it was so, it's literally one of my favorite shows. But anyways, again, um, check out Sabrina, you guys it's on netflix it's streaming on netflix it's so great it's so smart it's so well done um chilling adventures of sabrina uh two parts are out now with the standalone winter episode check them out let me know what you think um there's so much more that has gone on in the episodes well for like for example Roz, her best friend which was in part four of the episode i just dr cerberus's shop um you know she's she's if you guys remember she has some stuff going on with her site but um you know, and she also has premonitions, but, you know, yeah, it's so good. I'm going to give away too many details, but let me know what you guys think. Um, what else is going on? There's so much that also went on within the world of, like, pop culture this weekend, and I will just do a podcast this week talking about it, but I really, really wanted to get into this, and I'm going to do um, another podcast covering the last five episodes, last five episodes of um, season two, part two of Sabrina. Whew. All right, everybody, have a good day, and um, I will touch back with y'all later. Time to go watch a Mary Ward. Well, bye!